Alright guys, it's Ray Reinhardt's here with Ray Reinhardt's Talk Astrology and obviously my new co-host Yomi will be joining us shortly. So we're going to do something a little different this month as opposed to what I typically do. Uh, I usually structure the podcast discussion as more educational plus talking about transits but there's just too big of an event going on and to not focus entirely on this. So with without further ado, we're going to be talking about the conflict with Ukraine and Russia, which is going to be highlighting the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. It's within orb of a conjunction right now. It'll be exact in mid-March. It'll also have a couple of uh, important dates. February 25th is the 10-orb conjunction for this. Then April 9th is the exact conjunction. Uh, then uh, June 29th, 2022, uh, Neptune will go retrograde. That'll be a lot of unva um, uh, revealing hidden information going on. July 29th, uh, Jupiter also will go retrograde. Both of them being in Pisces will have similar themes, especially with Jupiter being the uh, the medieval ruler with, with Neptune. So Pisces theme in general, conspiracy secrets... Uh, elusiveness, hidden information, those kinds of things are going to be themes going on. Then September 26th, Jupiter retrograde will be ten uh, will, will be within the 10 degree orb of the conjunction again with Neptune retrograde. So it'll be again like the conjunction that will be going on into March and April, but it will be both of them retrograde, which will uh, basically give similar themes, but they will, instead of there being some sort of smoke screen with information going on right now, all that uh, cover-up and lies and whatever or uh, hidden hidden agenda will be revealed then. Anyway, before I get too ahead of myself here, I'm really worked up about this topic, guys. Uh, I'm going to get Yomi here on the line and we're going to discuss this together. Uh, I have a bunch of charts that we're going to go over. We're going to get Yomi's input on this. Her and I are a lot on the same page. Of course, that's why we work well together. Um, with this, but uh, I'm sure she's just, just as worked up about this whole thing as I am. We're very stoked for this discussion, so let's get started. Let's get Yomi on the line. All right, we got Yomi on the line. Yomi, shoot. Hey, hey, thank you. I'm excited. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, well, I'm anxious about all this information coming out, but yeah, I know you yeah. you heard some interesting stuff too. Oh, yeah. I have been, I mean, I want to say Thursday. I think I jumped into the rabbit hole. I left out of that rabbit hole with a migraine, and I was like, what in the God's name did I find? Right. insane. So, the, one of the biggest things that I found is, like we covered in our last podcast, this stuff goes way back. Yeah. To the 18, 1856. Yeah. So, back then, it was the Treaty of Paris, which ended the, that Crimean War. It included Russia, Great Britain. Great Britain is... And it's just, to me, very fascinating how Britain is such a key player throughout history, period. Because even with the Viking era, the Nordic era, all that all took place in those areas. Um, but this treaty occurred in 1856. We also had the wars that occurred. I want to say I'm going to go all the way up now to World War II because that's where my most of my knowledge is now. My husband has obsessively taken me there. <laughs> in the last few weeks with his his research because he studies this stuff all the time yeah so the one thing that he was really stressing to me is that russia used to be a communist nation 
Right. And they were a communist nation that was very much against everything that the Nazis stood for. They were against the genocide of the Jews. They believed in their way of life, which was very Christian. And that's one thing that I also found in the history is Russia has always been a a very Christian nation. Yeah, really religious, yeah. Extremely religious. So then I said, well, let me look up the definitions of all these terms so that I can get a good understanding about it. So communism at the time, or even today in definition, is a political and economic system that seeks to create a classless society. All property is publicly owned, and each person works and is paid according to their abilities and needs. Which is Venezuela, Cuba, if you want to say modern day what countries are, those would be those. What's funny was that Stalin joined forces with Britain and the United States to fight against the Germans because the Germans were pushing into their regions in Russia to try to take their territory back in the 1940s, which is the reason why Stalin joined the war. In this whole situation, when they were getting into, get ready to go into Germany, if I do recall correctly, Germany was split between the three, between Russia or the USSR at the time, United States, and also with Britain. Right. And that's how we ended up with the Berlin Wall that came down in the 80s. Now, NATO was created, and I'm going to look at the charts again because I know you sent me the dates for it. 1993. Okay, so NATO was created in 1993. Let me triple check real quick. Yeah, let me check that one too. NATO was in 1949. Sorry, that, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I was thinking about oh, the... Fine. Anyway, go ahead. Go on. So, 1949 was when NATO was created. This was obviously right after the war. Yes. So, obviously, what it, that tells me, based on everything that you and I have uncovered throughout the last few days, that these nations, which are the Atlantic... It's Eastern Europe and the United States. It's all those nations to the west of Russia, right? Northeast, yeah, west, yeah. to the west of Russia. So I'm assuming my little spidey senses tell me that these nations didn't trust Russia. Oh, yeah, they no. Did, they did not want these communist ways of life to push towards their area of the world. So to counter the risk that the Soviet Union would seek to extend control of Eastern Europe, these nations created NATO. Yeah. And in, Yes. And then, let's see what else. In 1991, so from 1949 to, let's say, till the wall came down, Right? Russians had control of a certain part of Germany and all of the... I would assume all of those regions in that area. Yeah, all, all the all the uh, little countries that are bordering Russia were part, were part of that at the time. Exactly. So in 1991, this is something that a lot of people have forgotten about. There was a coup that took place in August of 1991 in Russia. And when that coup took place, it removed all of the Soviet communist way of life They installed a new government. And then they turned it to what is called, because I had to look up where where this country went after communist rule. It went to what is called Russian conservatism. So Russian conservatism is the support of Christian values, 
Russian imperialism, the rejection of Western culture, and it supports a mixed economy. It is anti-establishment and strong nationalism. Correct. Yeah, that's the that's the chart for December twenty fifth, nineteen ninety one. Yes, and what was so fascinating is because a lot of people have brought this up recently is how Trump always says they're good friends, him and Putin. Yes. And it's pretty much, in a lot of ways, the same values that we as a country have. We reject a lot of the, when they say Western culture, it's how we live today where you can choose the sex that you want to be, where, you know, everything is just so backwards anymore. The, se- the secular the secular kind of over overtake of culture. Yeah, that's what it exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was really fascinating because here's a country that in a lot of ways does have the same sort of beliefs that we do. And the propaganda in that country, they're very much about themselves, who they are as a nation, and their motherland. Yes. They're, again, it's more of a... I I would kind of uh, say that they're similar to constitutionalists. Or yes. uh, that sort of thing, because it's yes. m- more about just uh, their their own individual nation and them making themselves strong. Because that's another thing I look at in Putin's chart too. Um, he he may not have a lot of water in his chart, which some other people who you know read astrology also have made comments about how he's kind of heartless. But he does yes. have a devotion to his country, and he does like have. Because he has this this Libra stellum, he does have this sense of he wants to be fair and equal and and, and represent his country appropriately. So he may not always be as empathetic as, as, as he possibly could, but he tries to be as fair as possible. Um, but, but, you know, just a side note, he does have Neptune in that stellum, so his yes. his delusion of what he thinks is fair may not always be exactly what's going on in reality, but... I digress. Anyway. Doesn't it square Uranus, though, all of this? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Where's this chart at? Yeah, um, it, uh, it's Pluto. So it's almost squaring Pluto. Uh, It's almost squaring Pluto, okay. Yeah, because it's at 21 degrees of, uh, of Libra. So, you know, he's got, so his, uh, his uh, illusion of fairness and what he thinks is fair is going completely against the Pluto Capricorn themes. That's the square. So uh, that's that's something that I saw too. That's very interesting. There's people you know kind of insinuating that Putin's going against the new world order. Which uh, when I was looking at the charts, you know NATO NATO is actually controlled by the United States and. Um, it, the, NATO's kind of just falling all in sync with each other, and they're all deciding to do, uh, you know, um, to to run the the whole world in one way. And Putin is not about that. So him uh, having that stellum that's squaring the Pluto and Capricorn. Pluto and Capricorn, as we know historically, is known for like, you know, tyrannical themes, um, you know, totalitarian kind of things, uh, government overstepping its boundaries. So yeah. him actually standing up to to uh, the totalitarian regimes going on right now, because when I was looking at Russia today uh, as well, some of the reports, there was one of the opinionators that was saying how um, that uh, that that they're just uh, the EU censoring Sputnik and RT is really fascist, 
and you know totalitarian and and not freedom that kind of thing so uh, as, as much as as much as Putin might be might be um what's the word um a little delusional with his with his tactics of 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 achieving the fairness that he thinks Russia deserves he um he is technically in in my eyes doing the uh, doing what he considers the right thing as opposed to other players in this situation right now which know behind the scenes they're not um, doing the right thing or that their intentions aren't positive or you know beneficial for Ukraine or Russia so i that's the one thing that i i'm really fired up about myself is that despite Vladimir Putin's shortcomings and some of his negative aspects that are in his chart as well. He is genuinely, right now, what he's doing, he's trying to do what's best for everyone. And, and, and also preserving Russia, which I think is very fascinating. Um, and, and, and Yeah, I think that's very important that he's trying to protect his country. And that's something that I have been really thinking about recently. Because I did mention first in a post not that long ago about his chart. The Zeus placement. Yeah. Zeus Zeus is an asteroid in astrology and it, the definition of it is how you express your leadership, power and authority. Oh, uh, okay. What really fascinated me with his chart is that he has his Zeus asteroid conjunct his Chiron in the 3rd house in Capricorn. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't familiar I look, with Zeus. You know, and then when I looked up the definition of the 3rd house, Zeus, just to get a more better information, it says it's gifted with a very powerful voice. These people are respected when they are talking. People stop talking and start listening to them. Whenever a Zeus in Gemini th- or third house person speaks, they might also have been a bossy sibling. And with it being in Capricorn, like, that's power in my opinion. It screams power, and it's something that he's worked on throughout his life, and now he's finally mastered that. And we're actually seeing that unfold live. Right. It, it's being expressed out there, and it's, I mean, out of, that blew me away. Right. That's he, just me. Yeah, yeah. Some of, some of the things in his chart, definitely he does have a lot of shadow work that he's done, clearly. And thinking yeah. back to, like, his history uh, for himself, he, he used to be in the KGB, and he used to, you know, just be this ruthless person that would just go and, you know, assassinate whoever he needed to or go attack whoever he needed to without giving it second thought. And I think, like, over time he's worked through that, you know, with age, and he has realized that he should, he's a powerful person, and he should be using that in a constructive, beneficial way for for Russia, as opposed to just being some sort of ruthless brute like most people actually perceive him to be. Um, Another thing I found fascinating, too, when we're talking about other placements, I mentioned to you about Pallas. Being uh, yes. in his chart, being at 26 degrees, so palace or Palladian energy can be quite violent and disruptive, and even destructive, making things hard to endure as they need to get done. And it's like an order or a catalyst to necessary action or acceleration. So Neptune is conjunct with his palace right now. So with we've talked about how ne- like Neptune previously, how it's the uh, the um, dissolving of borders. So, obviously, the dissolving of the Ukraine border is happening right now. Um, then with, obviously, the orb conjunction of Jupiter coming up. So, the um, Putin taking this moment to act violently or dis- in a disruptive way in a justifiable way. Because Pallas is associated with Zeus and Jupiter as well. It's supposed to be um, a vigilante justice or, or uh, you know, uh, 
getting uh, some sort of justice in that that's overdue. So him doing this during this this conjunction that's going on with Jupiter and, and Neptune is indicative of him basically re redefining the Ukrainian map, which is what he's trying to do. And yeah. and you know another thing too, I'll go kind of go into his chart a little bit now since I got it up. So no, I, I was just seeing this is just so fascinating to me. So. Um, I was recently talking to our, our, my buddy Jane. I think you know who Jane is. Um, and he was kind of teaching me more about Agul, uh, the the demon star that's at 20... I think it's 27 or 26 degrees of Taurus. And when I'm looking at, his, looking at his chart here, he's got Taurus ruling over his seventh house of others, right? And then yeah. so it's, it's within orb conjunction to his Jupiter as well as his Hygieia. So uh, Hygieia is a, an asteroid that has to do with health and like the betterment of, um, of an individual. So with those two right there, um, with basically being an orb conjunction to a ghoul, the demon star, he is being painted as this, um, like this boogeyman on the world yes. stage because Jupiter's all about foreign foreign associations. So to to the world or to others outside of Russia, he's seen as this boogeyman that is like the the um, go to if anything bad is going on in the world or any kind of dis like uh, you know spies or um, what is it like um, election infiltration uh, invasions yeah, that kind of stuff. Of it's always going to be Putin. And I, I just love to see who they're going to make the next Putin when Putin's not around anymore. But that, that's going to be interesting to see who who will be. I mean, yeah. And then another thing too, he's got um, with that Jupiter in in Taurus in his, his seventh house, it's squaring to his Midhaven, which directly on his Midhaven he has a Leo Stellum with his South Node, Black Moon Lilith, and Pluto. So I know that a lot of people who are new astrology look at this look at this conjunction between Black Moon Lilith and Pluto and instantly go. Ooh, that's sinister. I have... I Regulus there, too. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I have personal, like, kind of uh, experience with this because I have Black Moon Lilith in the same sign. So I can kind of give, like, my two cents with my personal experience and knowing myself well. So mm -hmm. with Black Moon Lilith, um, I, I'm pretty rehearsed with that. I wouldn't say I'm an expert because that seems like kind of like almost charlatan level saying something like that. But I'm really oh, yeah. into Black Moon Lilith. So Black Moon Lilith and Leo... Uh, basically, what that means for me is I get in trouble for saying shit I shouldn't. <laughs> I, I'm no, I'm notorious for doing that. That's a Black Moon Lilith and Leo person would be like, I'm gonna you know shout the truth to the rooftops despite you know it coming back and and kicking me in the ass or getting me in trouble or I don't care about the consequences. So when he has that on his midhaven, he basically projects on the world stage where he's going to be the whistleblower for everybody. And that's another reason why they're also blocking Sputnik News and RT, because not only is he, quote-unquote, just defending his own country and in the right in this in this sense, he's coming forward trying to explain to the world what he's doing, why he's doing it, and why you know he doesn't want anybody to get involved, and this is between him and Ukraine, because he's just trying to protect Russian citizens that happen to be in eastern Ukraine. And, and another thing, too, that Black and Lilith being conjunct Pluto means that he's very powerful or he's willing to transform, destroy, or, or you know, kill off, whatever. Uh, th that could be hypothetical or uh, literal. Anything that stands yeah. in the way of truth. So, yeah. he, so he's, he's definitely against, you know, uh, the, the world order. He's against the... Um, the ulterior motives of, of NATO, which is obviously the EU and, and the United States as well. And I just think it's hilarious right now 
the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction being uh, uh, like the the uh, transit of, of massive disinformation worldwide, that he's yeah. now being labeled as putting out disinformation, that must make him so angry. I bet it does. I mean, I would be too. And to touch on what you were saying about, is it the palace at 26 degrees in Pisces? Yes. Okay, so I looked up some information on this. That deacon, that third deacon of Pisces, is ruled by Pluto. Oh, wow, yeah. Then, the Sabian symbol of that specific palace placement, which is in retrograde, speaks about applying talents in new directions, people splitting up and splitting off. Oh, wow. New opportunities and potentials, divorces, and new eras. It also talks about the fear of loathing of separation, failing relationships, overthrowing the old too quickly. Wow. Wow. That's, that's just indicative. That's just indicative of, you know, because, again, I was I was um, watching some of the RT coverage and some of what Putin was saying. And and I think it was um, something on Rumble I posted on my um, on my Facebook where the, there's a guy who lives in Russia that's an American. Yes. And he was saying, you know, like, this goes back way before. And it's like, you know, this used to be Russia's land and this is Russia's homeland. And... I, I don't know if I'm saying it right, Dunbas, Dunbas, that's the area Dunbas. that they're... Dunbas, yes. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, it's it it's just really indicative of everything going on. Like, he thinks that it's his last and only chance to reunite the, the motherland with Russia. He doesn't really care about all of Ukraine, like they're trying to make it seem like he is. It's actually them projecting their their own motives when they're talking about he's invading Ukraine, trying to take over Ukraine. It's like, no, you guys are just, you know, projecting what you were doing to Ukraine. Which, that's why Ukraine's been a huge vacuum of all kinds of instability for, what, like the last eight years or so? So, yeah, you know... I mean, I actually, did, I actually dug deeper into that to see what it is that's going on. Um, Obama and Biden, I believe. It was 2016, maybe before that. We annexed Ukraine, remember, because he went into Crimea wanting to take that over, and we gave it to him. Right. Apparently, from the research I've done, there's been biochemical warfare facilities put throughout Ukraine. Yes. This y new government that's come in is a government that has been implanted by NATO. Yeah. So what they're trying to do, or what Putin has been saying, is that... In that region of Dunbas, and there's another one, I cannot remember the name of it, these facilities and these are, and NATO, I guess, armies or their people are getting closer and closer to these borders. They are basically doing experimentation on their citizens. They're, there's mass, you know, there's, according to what I'm hearing reports of, there's genocide that's occurring in that region. Yes. So he's trying to really get rid of one, which kind of, I hate saying it on the, you know, I don't blame him for doing so. Look at what we've dealt with for the last two years of control with this whole virus. Right. You know, he's trying to combat this, not just for his people. But for the free world, world, really. I mean, in, in all the seriousness. And, you know, somebody commented on my Facebook a couple of days ago asking, how does the United States Pluto return uh, kind of coincide with what's going on with Russia and Ukraine? And I was actually kind of thinking about that. And I'm like, well, the, the metaphor that I've used before um, is that, so, you know, the last time that Pluto was in Capricorn, the United States, you know, uh, had its revolution. And it was, yeah. 
It was uh, an entity, like we've talked about the characters that replay in synchronicity. So the tyrannical entity was the British monarch, which is uh, more or less an extension of the United... The United States is just an extension of that kind of thing now. Yes. So, So back then it was the totalitarian British monarch... And the the local people just trying to, you know, stick up for themselves and make a better life for themselves, that kind of thing. So now this is just, um, instead of there being some sort of uh, foreign entity that's now controlling us, our government that was the, the origin of those people who just tried to better their lives has now become the totalitarian dictator. And so we're, yeah. we're just repeating what the British monarch did to the, Uni- to the Americas. Except for yeah. America's just doing it to Europe now. So... It's just, it's just amazing, and, and I think about that, too, and I'm like, so, you think about the way that they're treating us here in the United States. The only reason why we even have as, quote-unquote, as much freedom as we do right now, and we're not, like, as bad as Canada or Australia, is because of the Constitution that was written by the Founding Fathers. If that document Absolutely. wasn't there, and it, there wasn't all these fail-safes to try to keep people from destroying it, we would be totally locked down and totally screwed right now. So think of... Think of the way that the United States, like, if the only thing protecting citizens in the United States is the Constitution, if there's no Constitution for the rest of the world, that means they'll do anything they want, which is clearly what they're doing. So, you know, and that's another thing, too, I saw, again, so we talked about how NATO implanted the the government that's now in Ukraine. So, uh, looking at the charts, too, I did a bi-wheel of the United States chart with NATO, and basically... Uh, the United States controls NATO. So NATO is just like an extension of of the United States and making it look like it's a whole group effort when it really isn't. So yeah. that being that being said, um, I saw something on RT earlier today where U- Ukrainian soldiers are using civilians in the in the the general neutral ground towards eastern Ukraine as human shields, and oh they're God. and they're actually blow and there was a actual footage, uh, cell phone footage of a lady screaming at a tank saying, do not, do not fire. There's children in that basement and they were going to do it anyway. So, just, oh my gosh. And, th- and another thing too that I saw, uh, going back to like the Jupiter, Neptune, you know, delusion uh, kind of themes, I posted on my Facebook that the Daily Mail uh, posted some sort of headline with a lady that looked like she was all yes, beat up. I was just about to mention that. That is the one thing that has really gotten to me because it's like it's I'm not saying it's not going down on the ground yeah it's like we're, we're seeing the video coming out we're, we're seeing the, the you know the fathers saying goodbye to their children and they're you know inconsolable we're seeing what's going on but what I absolutely hate is the propaganda machine at work yeah so so you know what I'm starting to think now not only so if that 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 photo of that woman being all battered up and then they're being damage to a, a building behind her was from 2018. Who's to say that some of this footage that's now coming out with, like, missiles being launched, who, who's to say that that's not actually, like, snapshots of uh, the Ukrainian, uh, you know, military just randomly shooting at buildings? Because if they well, were... Go- there was... Go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're... no, go ahead. Oh, well, I had seen a video um, on you, uh, I think it was Telegram, where the guy was, it was a of tank driving over a civilian vehicle. Yeah, yeah. The mainstream media was reporting this as a Russian tank. Yeah, and it was Meanwhile, it was a Ukraine tank. The, yeah, locals on the ground are like, no, this is Ukrainian. This is Ukrainian military doing this. Yeah. And I'm like, 
so I mean on one side I'm like okay which we you know we do know that deception really comes from our own national you know our own country we see it all the time we we've seen it through the election we we see it we've seen it the last two years we know the deception is bad here oh yeah what makes it so hard for anybody it's which side do you believe uh, you know and and that's that's what, what I mean? yeah that's why I love the astrology with that too because when Back in 2015-2016, we had Neptune square Saturn. So, Saturn is like the, I'm going to put your ass in check planet, right? So, when it squared Neptune, and it was in Pisces, Neptune being in Pisces, it's opposite with the United States uh, placement for Neptune and Virgo, right? So, basically, there's this polarizing shift with how the disillusionment that, that the United States has been putting the wool over its its citizens' eyes for, you know, 150-plus years or so is starting to, to unravel. And so when Saturn came and squared Neptune and Pisces, it basically put that on blast and made it so there, the whole smokescreen can't happen anymore. It's primarily thanks to the Internet. So what I, what I think is fascinating is that we're... Uh, we're now seeing how bad the disillusionment really is with the United States because it, when you look again at the United States chart, we have Neptune in the 10th house. So I started doing all these um, these uh, uh, collecting of, of charts of headlines from like CNN. CNN's been a great one to use because we all know that a lot of their stories are bullshit. So oh, uh, I, I will use the timestamp of like, um, you know, articles or whatever, or even broadcasts of them talking about specific stories that I know are bullshit. And I look at the chart and I made this theory, I posted on my blog site, where if Neptune is on the angles, meaning like if it's in the first, the fourth, the seventh, or the tenth house, there's intentional deception going on. Depending on which house it's in, when you uh, take the mundane kind of themes with each house, will depend on what they're lying about. So, again, with Neptune being in the 10th house for the United States, they're always going to be lying about what they're doing because government rolls the 10th house. So everything the government's always doing is we're never going to know the truth. And so that that's the extension of them using NATO now and then the EU to basically try to block all Russian... All, all Russian sources, and I'm like, dude, that's not gonna work. And, and I mean, no, it's not because when you when you see how many people are being censored when they're putting, you know, you've been banned off Facebook for for what you posted yeah. for you know 30 days. I've seen other people l- literally just be completely removed off of Facebook for posting something that they deemed it to be misinformation. Yeah. So when you see the government all governments in unison saying, well, we're not going to allow you access to this nation's news or to what's going on with this nation. You're going to have people, I mean, hopefully, and because I kind of do see Jupiter as, in a way, a Zeus-like element because, in a way, yeah. to me, the expansion, I do think that Jupiter, Neptune, either maybe after the retrograde, possibly, is when we're really going to probably see people be like, what the hell? Yes, exactly. That's why I actually highlighted in the beginning the retrograde phases for this because yes. uh, I've I've been you know doing the whole fake news kind of thing when conspiracies or like smoke screens start to lift from stories that are being fed to us propaganda as soon as Neptune goes retrograde all all of that comes out from underneath the rug mm-hmm. like that's that's usually when like data breaches happen 
when like yep. there's um, some sort of a leak, like WikiLeaks, Snowden, all that kind of stuff is is associated with Neptune transits like that. So yep. again, with this um, uh, going into, I think I think I said September, September to October, we're gonna have Jupiter and Neptune both retrograde and conjunct again. So we're gonna be yeah. seeing. Basically, we're going to be seeing a review of what's going on right now, but instead of it being, like, this huge, uh, like, uh, propaganda bullcrap that we're being fed right now, all the truth's going to come out. So, basically, what Putin's going to end up doing is he's going to lay the hammer down. He's doing it real fast. And yeah. this the censorship thing is not going to last. And somehow, some way, um, he's going to reveal some things. And you know what I saw, too? Um, So, I saw another report on, I think it was Rumble, where... Putin is trying to go into these bioweapon labs that are in Ukraine. Yes. And he's trying to confiscate information that's in these bioweapons labs. I was talking about this with my with, with my man um, yesterday. He says he bets that Hunter Biden has some sort of uh, uh, either uh, relationship or association with some of those bioweapons labs. And that basically Putin's going to come in, confiscate part of that region, confiscate any of the files and the information from there, and he's going to uh, basically put it on blast for the whole world to see. And I think yeah. that, that if that does happen, it'll definitely happen towards September and October. Uh, I would think more towards October just because of the Scorpio season, because Scorpio's known, oh, no, known for Scorpio secrets and all that. Known for that. Yep. Yeah, so that's going to be very interesting to see. Um, I... I kind of su suspect that this whole, uh, the peace talks or something will kind of go somewhere with with Russia uh, within, like, the next couple weeks. But uh, what I was listening to Putin last night, actually, on one of his, uh, his speeches, he was saying that he's tried to do this peacefully for quite some time. He says yes, for the last, yeah. like, uh, like, multiple years he's been trying to, and none of it's worked, and they basically just were, like, leading him on. And they say, yeah, for his words were, he's been blackmailed, he has been heavily sanctioned, his country has suffered as a result, and he's getting nowhere. Yeah. 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 So he just had to go all out and do it like this. Um, I really don't think, again, that this is going to lead to a world war. Um, another thing, too, that the, the, the disinformation that's driving me wild is I listened to the original clip that was just, the, you know, taken out of context where he says that if anybody intervenes with this Ukraine-Russia conflict, then there will be, you know, consequences unlike no, any the world has ever seen. People immediately took that and assumed it's nuclear. I I was looking at I was looking at I think it was um, a Fox snippet about how we're dependent on Russian oil and yes. and so is Europe about eighty percent of it. So if Putin decided he's all like, well, we're broke already. Who cares? I'm just going to stop selling oil to Europe and stop selling oil to the United States, he would pretty much, like, make the entire world economy collapse in one day. He would, because, for example, France is 100% dependent on Russia for natural gas. Yeah. 100%. Wow. Then I believe that we, my husband was telling me this a few days ago, we, the United States, are helping Germany. Yes. In getting their pipeline put together. Yes, from Russia. But we, but we shut down ours. Yeah. Makes no sense. Well, it's because because the um, the powers that be are trying to trying to bankrupt the United States. That's why. That's true. Well, no, of course they are. Yeah. I mean, I, I, 
I, I, I love my country and I live here, but I hate what they've done to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And again, I do. My family's not from this country. Yeah. But this is where I was born. This is where I was raised. This is where I feel that my heart and soul belongs. And to see what's going on, it is heartbreaking. I'm not going to fucking lie. It is motherfucking heartbreaking. That's why we're, you know, going through this whole synchronistic Pluto return thing right now. The whole, everybody talks up the Pluto return, Pluto return thing. But the problem is... The emphasis and the reason why it's important is because we need to get off our asses and do something about it, just like mm -hmm. they did back then. So it's not like it's a total loss. Like, we just need to be proactive and fucking do something about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, and I think also what a lot of people do forget, and I had to remind someone else about this too. I'm like, yeah, of course, this, this, this specific alignment of the return is for the United States. But at the end of the day, collectively... This is a major transit. Yes. Because when we were cemented as a country, this rippled effect is out to the rest of the world. So right. What happens here rippled effects ripple effects out to everywhere else. So the revolution isn't just here. The revolution is in many different places of the world. Right. And since NATO is an extension of the United States, once the quote unquote revolution hopefully happens here, it's gonna it's gonna ripple out to NATO as well. But the the another thing to mention too about you know this transit affecting everyone another major event that i always think of with pluto and capricorn is the french revolution that also yes. too happened then so i mean yeah, yeah. Uh, you know they're they're due for a, a pluto return themselves so you know um but anyway what was i gonna say you can go on i, I had a brain fart for a second <laughs> Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, there was one thing. I wanted to piggyback on your comment of him going, of Putin going into the labs. Yeah. And finding, you know, evidence and stuff. Yes. Uh, if people haven't jumped down this rabbit hole, I'll just give the quick information. It's not just Biden that's involved in this. You've got Clinton. She's got money in there. Obviously, you've got the Obamas. Here's one that blew my mind. Which, it shouldn't because we've been dealing with this player for years. Soros. The George Soros oh, Foundation yeah. is a major backer to these places. Yeah, I mean, what, what does he not have it? What does he not have his claws in, you know what I mean? Exa exactly. That one individual, you already know the network of people he works with. Right. So it's like, what comes out, it's going to be massive, but... Will it make an effect now when it when it comes out in the retrograde? I don't know. I think it's really going to be felt at the end of the year when we're left with the downfall of the economic impacts that we're going to have as a result of all this that's happening. Because right. remember, it's not going to be immediate. It's going to take time. Right, right. Yes. I think it's, it's going to take us getting to that bad place as a collective where we finally say we're, we're fucking fed up and we're taking this shit, you know, however we need to do it. The midterms are going to be a big deal this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially when all this information and stuff comes out, too. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, I think another thing that that's also will end up coming out is there's going to obviously be some sort of, you know, echoing of Trump... Uh, Trump's uh, narrative when when the midterms happen, obviously, where we're going to be talking about how we need to focus on ourselves and be an independent country and kind of, you know, emulate what Russia's doing, which is what we were trying to do. Again, which is why I think Trump, you know, respected Putin and Putin respected Trump to an extent because they were like, yeah. we're just two big powers minding our own business, trying to improve our, improve our, you know, our situation where, where, our, where our countries are at. 
that kind of thing. I think that that's gonna that's gonna come out too because when when all this comes out and says, well, I I mean I I don't know if like this is gonna become like a global consensus, but it's gonna come out that there is some shady stuff going on in Ukraine. I'm sure it, 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 there's too much technology and too too much video and all that that can be taken, and Putin's gonna put too much stuff on blast for like the whole world to completely ignore it, right? So. I would hope that they they will use this as an opportunity to think maybe NATO should be dismantled because yeah. again Neptune and Pisces uh, is is all about dismantling not just borders but like you know um, um, organizations and that kind of thing and and extensions so like e the EU's already been dissolving with the Brexit and all that I really would yeah. like to see NATO specifically uh, you know kick its can and get out of here I I really don't see the point in it. Why it, why it should even exist. As a matter of fact, let me look at the NATO to the USA chart. So I sent that to you. So I made yeah, a buy wheel. I made a buy wheel of NATO on the inside and then the USA on the outside. The reason why I did this yeah. is this is how the United States directly influences NATO. So the United States Saturn is exactly conjunct with the Neptune that's in the first house for NATO. So with Neptune in the first house for NATO. NATO's intentions or, um, I guess, actions, that uh, why it exists, is kind of up, up in question. It doesn't necessarily have, like, an end goal. It just thinks that they're better in numbers. And with Saturn being right there, it's just controlling the quote-unquote narrative. And then when we also look at Pluto, the, the United States Pluto and Capricorn, which, hello, we're in that Pluto return... Is, conjun yeah. is conjunct with um, NATO's Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah, wow. in the fifth house. So, and also with it being ruled by Capricorn. When when Capricorn's ruling over the fifth house, that's usually a constriction or, or, or a, a a suppression of freedom. Because fifth the fifth house is liberty, freedom, you know, hap the pursuit of happiness. So. And it opposes Mercury. That's that's also fascinating. It opposes the United States. Is it Mercury or Venus? I, I get those mixed up. Constantly. It's Mercury. 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 Yep. Yep. Because Mercury is at tw uh, 24 degrees for the United States. So, the, so again, too, with it being uh, Jupiter, and then so uh, in the fifth house, they're basically trying to suppress or restrict the liberty and freedom of the fr of the world. Because obviously Jupiter is associated with foreign travel and, and different, different yeah. countries and all that. Then we look at... The Curon, uh, Aries Curon, so obviously the United States is having a Curon return on top of a Pluto return right now. Yeah. We have Curon, the United States Curon conjunct with the Sun and the Venus of NATO. So, uh, Aries Curon is supposed to be uh, symbolized by your sense of self is violated in some way. That being in the eighth house of secrets and collective resources. So when so the United States is basically overreaching in other countries to compensate for its lack of like self stability or whatever. So basically using other people's resources. So it's it's basically just using NATO as an extension to steal other people's stuff. You wanna know something cool now? What? Zeus, the asteroid Zeus. Is in the U.S. Aries. It's in the Aries house of the United States. Oh yeah. It is over that stellium in Aries, or for NATO, with the Sun, Venus, Mercury, Mars. Oh no so, shit. I mean that. I mean that's how we express our authority. Like we're literally 
putting all of our authoritative control over NATO. Like, that right there to me is like, bam, that's it. Right, so they should just rena rename NATO United States Bitches, pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what they are at this point. Yeah, and then... Now I see why Trump would always say, and you know, to, to the nations, if you want our services, you will pay for them. Yeah, because we basically are NATO. Like, uh, And, you know, another thing that comes to, too, the reason why I think the United States did that is because... Back then, in 1949, they were justifying it as, well, we clearly can't trust Europe to have its own, have its own, you know, military forces, and we clearly can't trust, you know, Asia or Russia, so that means that we're the only ones that can possibly be, you know, in the right to do that. That well, yeah, it wasn't until we got involved in the war that things started to really turn around for the for for the world itself in 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 regards to fighting back against Germany and what was going on in Japan and the Pacific because that's another war they don't talk about during World War II. So at that time, the world really saw us as the good guys, like they say now, the world's policemen. Yeah, they are the ones that every the whole world relied on at the time. So. That would, I mean, that's probably why the United States really did say, okay, we're taking, you know, we're the ones in charge of this. Right, right. And and going into we're the ones in charge of this even more so. So uh, looking at the 10th house for this bi-wheel, we have the United States Mars and Gemini conjunct with Pallas in NATO. So Pallas has to, again, has to yeah. do with like justice. It's the daughter of Zeus. So it has Jupiter associations as well. It can be attributed to Zeus kind of themes as well. So the motivation of the United States is to basically go out and right the world however, with NATO as a smokescreen. So, yeah. and that that's another thing that Putin was saying too. He says the hypocrisy and the lies is ridiculous because they made up that there was mass uh, weapons of mass destruction in Afghanistan and Iraq so they could go invade Iraq. And then they also, you know, tried to claim that they're going to go help, you know, Crimea and all that eight years ago. And then they started do it, having this whole U Ukraine civil war, and all it did was just create this vacuum of them being able to come in and cause chaos, and then take over all the resources yet again. Yeah, because yeah. we saw it happen in Afghanistan when we were in, and when we pulled out. Exactly. Pulled. Yeah, and then then also too we have um, the North Node for the United States is conjunct with Trans Pluto. I don't, you, you may not be familiar with Trans Pluto, but I I love all the 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 plants that are associated with Pluto, but uh, that's kind of like a what what's the word? So like with Pluto, it, Pluto's kind of like the finale. Like if there's a Pluto transit or an aspect coming up, you know that shit's about to hit the fan and there's nothing you can do about it. With Trans Pluto, exactly. it's kind yeah, of like that is very true. Uh, yeah, with Trans Pluto, it's kind of like the precursor. It's kind of like this is your foreshadowing that shit will hit the fan, so you should probably prepare for it. So that's why I use Trans Pluto for it. So Trans Pluto is conjunct with the North Node for the, the United States with this NATO. That's interesting. I'm going to have to use that in my charts because yeah, that's fascinating to know. I did not know that. Yeah, so, so looking at this, basically the potential change or transformation... Sorry for the, the noise in the background. I have noisy neighbors outside. Anyway, oh, you're fine. <laughs> um, so the, the potential transformation or uh, progression of NATO is completely... Uh, consumed by the United States uh, end goals because the North yeah, Node being conjunct. Yeah. Ambitions. 
So basically, NATO, if, I would love for somebody to sit down and explain to me what NATO is, like, uh, or, you know, from, from people that are on the council themselves. I would say, what is the benefit of NATO and what does NATO do? Because all I can see is that it's basically like a, a front for the United States to go and do whatever bullshit they want throughout the entire world. It's the same... They stabilize and implant the governments that they want so that the whole world could be, quote-unquote, free and democratic. Yeah, and just be extensions of the United States and listen to whatever they say. Yeah. And what I think is funny, too, is that the NATO is claiming that they're giving military aid to Ukraine. But we just know that that's coming from us, from the United States. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked if Putin just, you know, put the hammer down and said, I'm, I'm going to cut off gas to the United States because I know that you guys are giving them tanks that are running over our people. Yeah. I mean, I mean they, shut, they shut us... Okay, supposedly they shut us down earlier when we were when we when the whole east coast the southeast coast was without gas for a week. Oh wow! So yeah, that happened, and they might I think I remember they claimed that it was Russia that did this. <laughs> so I mean, come on now. They always gotta and, blame Russia and, for everything. Exactly, and then the the other kicker too, and the and I did talk about this in one of my posts earlier this week, how. There's a lot of the um, cyber attacking and things like that. You know, like you said, they could shut off our gas at any time. They could shut off our banking system at any time. Right. Yeah. We could get up tomorrow morning and our cards are not going to work. Yep. And this is why I said last month, people, the biggest things of value right now will be what is tangible goods right now. Because if shit does go down, which I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Because we're in for, I mean, Pluto transits last quite a long time, do they not? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. this, this one should last, I think, 13 years. Okay, so, I mean, land right now, gold, silver, money, and really food at this point is what's going to be the most valuable in the next few years. Right. You know, I mean, I do not put it past because it's not just Russia we have to be concerned with. It's also China. Yeah. Yeah. China started to flex their muscles literally on Friday afternoon. They might be saying, hey, we, we cut our wheat um, our wheat imports from Russia, but do you really believe it at face value? Yeah, no. No. Exactly. And you have North Korea. You've got Syria. You've got Iran. You've got all these countries that are somewhat in line with Russia in the way that they feel and think about us. Right. We really need to be worried. Well, and, and to another thing, just, just uh, you know... Uh, We're just getting ready. Really. Just just some advice. Any information that comes out right now, no matter who it's from, don't take it at face value. Like, yeah, be, be aware of the transits, people. Like, there yeah. is there's deception going around, like, on all fronts. So, like, anything you see, like, first glance... Don't believe everything you read. Don't believe everything you see. That kind of thing. Like it gets deeper. It gets way deeper. Well, see now that you say that, the RT feed refreshed for me, and the headline, the latest headline says, "Kiev's mayor says the city is encircled," and then backtracks the statement. <laughs> I mean, come on now. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. So let's get let's get into um. Uh, Putin's motive a little bit because I, I sent you the bywheel of Putin's motive for launching the military operation. So 
I I I already I, I made this chart, but then I watched his speech and he was kind of explaining it because he's just you know really straightforward and I appreciate that. That's that whole Black Lilith and Leo there. But uh, uh, I wanted to look at the charts because you know you never know people could be lying. Mm -hmm. So I look at the chart and uh, for the Ukraine invasion we have on the inside and then on the outside we have Vladimir Putin's chart. Could have used Russia, but it's kind of Putin that decided to make this call, so I just used him. So he's got. His north node conjunct with Saturn in the second house. So what he's trying to do is he's trying to recover uh, loss that happened with Russia's self resources. So that would be the the motherland that he keeps talking about. So mm -hmm. his goal is to uh, basically uh, justify or make it right with some of some of the things that were taken away from Russia. That's that's what he's trying to do. Then he also has. The palace again, conjunct with uh, conjunct with Neptune. We've talked about that already. And then he's also got his Eris uh, conjunct with uh, the Chiron and Aries. So he is intentional. He, with that being in the third house, he's basically coming in and re redrawing the. He's attempting to redraw the borders for Ukraine and cause instability there with his neighbors because of chaos that's currently going on. In in the in Ukraine, which is his neighboring country, then we also have his Hygieia conjunct with the North Node of the Ukraine invasion. So Hygieia is all about, um, basically it's a it's a it's a point where it's about health and wellness and making yourself better, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that being in the fifth house, he's trying to uh, correct wrongs and make it better for the people who are in Donbass. And I don't remember the name of the other place because there's two, there's two areas that are are, I guess independent from Ukraine. I don't remember the name of the other one. Do you know the? Uh, Let me look it up. Let me look it up real quick. I'm pretty sure I can find it fairly quickly for you. Yeah, Aww. and then uh, we also have his uh, part of fortune conjunct with Black Moon Lilith uh, in Gemini for the Ukraine invasion. So Black Moon Lilith in Gemini is associated with uh, abusing information. Also distorting information. So when he's got his part of fortune conjunct with someone abusing or distorting information, something is going to benefit him in the long run or he's going to benefit in the long run from this distorted information going on, which I think kind of goes into what I was saying, that he's, he's not necessarily just there to save those people that were originally part of Russia, but he's there to basically bl uh, blow the whistle on something huge that NATO is covering up in Ukraine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, did you find... I don't... I did. It's Donetsk. Okay. Donetsk. I'm probably saying it wrong. And Luhansk. Okay, yeah. That, that I knew it was an L. I was like, trying to think about it. So, yeah. yeah so Don, Donbass and Luhansk. Those are the two regions. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, basically, what this chart insinuates is that... He is trying to uh, reclaim something that belongs to, that rightfully belongs to Russia. That he feels that he needs to step in because there's too much. <coughs> excuse me, too much chaos going on in in Ukraine. And jeez, mm -hmm. <coughs> I don't know. I'm talking too fast, I guess. But uh, so he's basically just trying to heal the wounds and right wrongs. And I just think it's fascinating. That the whole narrative right now, globally, is that. He's trying to occupy Ukraine, trying to invade in Ukraine, and I'm just like, wow, I'm just floored, you know? 
No, I mean, I think what, what stands out to me and to why I say his focus is on homeland. Right. His son, the Zeus asteroid, and Jupiter are in Air <laughs> Force. Hold on, let me see. Alright, so... Putin's, uh, Putin's fourth house is on top of Ukraine's sun, Jupiter, and their Zeus placement. Wow. So to him, that's his, I mean, he's going into his homeland when he feels is his homeland. Right. And he's, I mean, yeah, because the North Node, his North Node is right there, like almost conjunct the IC line for the fourth house in his chart. See, and that makes sense, too, with that report that um was on Rumble. About how when yeah. once Putin announced that he recognizes the independence of these two areas, and that he's coming in to save them, that they were yeah. out partying in the streets and celebrating and lighting off fireworks and you know profusely thanking Putin for coming to their aid. Yeah. Which that's another thing too that like is being is being swept under the rug and that makes me really upset, is that Putin just didn't decide he's just going to come in and do this. He knows that this has been going on for a long time, but when the citizens of Donbass came forward and said, please, like, they're overwhelming us because basically what's going on is that Ukraine wants to, the, the government that's been implanted by Ukraine in Ukraine wants to become a NATO member. They, NATO has basically said behind the scenes, well, we're not going to make you a NATO member and give you those, those, those perks until you eradicate all the, the pro-Russian people in the eastern Ukraine. So what's been going on is they've been you know, it, it's not just that's recently. The of a genocide right there. Right, and that's what they're talking about. So, so that's the genocide that's been going on, and um, NATO has been secretly beefing up the military, you know, whatever um, equipment and all that for Ukraine, and and so they could go and abuse more people, and that's why you also saw that that tank just driving over that car and just taking off like it nothing, because this yeah. has been going on. Putin says for years. And so, yeah. at this point now, the the Russia, the original people that were from Russia that are part of Eastern Ukraine, they do not have the arms capacity or the military, you know, updated technology or any of that to continue to combat the combat Ukraine being fed with NATO's military weapons. So basically, Russia's coming in and saying, you know what, we'll we'll just do it. we're just going to fight your battle for you real quick because they're not being fair. So that's why Putin said that he's just trying to demilitarize Ukraine and and he's not intending on hurting anybody else. And I I also want to go back to uh, some of these photo videos that have been coming out about like buildings and stuff being, you know, uh bombed or uh missiles striking them and all, all that. Yeah. There's no reports on either side of deaths. So I'm just kind of like so I mean I, I'm starting to think more that some of those videos are not actually from right now. I think they some of them are, are. Yeah, I think some of them are from the Civil War that's been ongoing, and they're just using them as ammunition, like uh, hypothetical uh, or uh, um, ammunition, uh, to say that look, Russia's bombing them and sending whatever, blah 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 blah. It's just crazy. It is. It's crazy. I think I think the biggest thing too that I'm seeing it's NATO's freaking out, right? We gotta we gotta throw sanctions. We gotta do this. We gotta do that. Yeah. I am going to and and something came, clicked with me last night, and I'm, I do want to mention it on here. It's you cannot get mad at somebody 
for doing in the in I'm gonna quote President Trump on this one for him using the system that has been put in place to benefit him. Right. Okay, so just like all these other governments and entities, you know, the people in power in our country are moving money from country to country illegally. He's been doing the same. And if they really think that these sanctions are gonna work, I think they would to an extent. But this guy has planned this and been prepared for a very long time. This isn't something that he just decided to do out the blue. This is something that he has prepared for. Right. He was because of everything on that twelfth house is right on top of Ukraine's MC. Yeah, yeah, and and too he he mentioned that in his speech, said that he carefully and calculated uh, his actions and and you know thought about the consequences prior to doing this. And, and he knows that this is going to hurt Russia, but he also says he, that they're prepared for it. Exactly. So, like, this, this man's been planning this for a while. But, you know, he's he... He's been watching. He's been seeing. But he's doing the same thing that a lot of us have to do around the world right now. Like, yeah. like what's going on in Canada right now? What's been going on with, like, when they were trying to make the vaccines mandatory here? There is a fine line that, like, the, the line has been drawn... And we need to stand down on it. So he's just basically mirroring different, uh, the same themes going on worldwide. Uh, you know, people are drawing the line in Australia. People are drawing the line in Canada. People are drawing the line here. Yeah. And he's drawing the line over there. It just depends on the severity of what's going on uh, to, to the lengths that they have to go. But he's just doing what he has to do and standing strong. And um, another thing I was looking at, too. So I made, uh, I sent you the Ukraine versus Russia natal charts. From 1991, because obviously when the Soviet Union collapsed, and then they redrew that part of uh, Russia and made it part of Ukraine. This was in 1991, so August 24th, 1991 is the Ukraine's natal chart for right now. And then we also have uh, the modern day Russia chart, which is December 25th, 1991. So since they're in the same year and just a couple months apart, they have a lot of the the same uh, dignities with some of the planets. So... That for them to be like kind of going at each other, it it's it, they're both going to be equally stubborn, uh, equally you know hell bent on keeping their uh, keeping whatever resources and power that they have. So I I I would hope that th- this peace talk would lead to something, but I'm not shocked that the Ukrainian pre- president is going to continue to fight this. Um, but I j- I just kind of want to look at the Ukraine chart here for a second, so. Give you an idea of like the what the president may do. So, let's see. Um, well, that that's kind of so. The the moon is in Aquarius uh, in the first house for the Ukraine. So uh, the moon is supposed to represent the people in some way, shape, or form. Aquarius or Uranus is a trauma signature a lot of times. So you this Ukrainian government will be notorious for abusing its citizens in some way, shape, or form. Um, Eris being in the second house will. There'll be some sort of uh, chaos and disarray with uh, with uh, actual resources within Ukraine. That's, you know, NATO and all these different players and Hunter Biden and all that. Obama and Clinton all fighting for the natural resources in Ukraine, the pipeline uh, access. The house? Yeah, the second house. Yep. Guess what? What? Asteroid Zeus is in that house in the Ukraine. Oh, no way. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, so they're basically like they're... They're they're use they're using this chaos in order to make their place in the world, and also uh, they're they're basically selling out any of their resources or anything that's in Ukraine 
to to be you know to lead on the world stage that kind of thing with the Zeus thing. Yeah. That so so they're basically just exactly what that guy was saying on Rumble. Um, that they're just using it uh, using this as a global playground to cause all kinds of disarray for profits. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. It, and then we also uh, let's see. Any Hades is in the fourth house. Um, so that's supposed to be like. Um, sinister motives, uh, like the deadly sins, that kind of thing, uh, insidious kind of things, being in the fourth, that, that coincides with the moon being in Aquarius. So that means that this government is, is set out to traumatize its citizens. I mean, that's, that's no, that's no surprise to anybody else. And then also you're considering what's, what's taking place there. Yeah. Right. And then Uranus being in the 11th house of that's, uh, and it's in Capricorn. So they're going to abuse uh, people in, in extensions with organizations, so that would be their associations with NATO to control them. And then also we have the stellum in, of Capricorn in uh, the 12th house, including Saturn there as well. So Neptune being conjunct with uh, Black Moon Lilith and Capricorn as well. Black Moon Lilith and Capricorn is all about, um, it's basically Pluto and Capricorn personified in the ugliest ways that... Uh, Willing to cut anybody's throat to get to the top, to abuse and use people for power, that kind of thing. So that's basically the essence of the Ukraine government right now, which speaks volumes to what's going on right now. So when the news is telling us that Ukraine is standing up to Russia and taking care of people, no, it's not. If you can read charts, for anybody who's into astrology, that you can read charts, it's right there spelled out. Like, anybody can look it up. August 24th, 1999... Doesn't the 12th house rule with it's hidden? Yes. Yeah. So okay. hidden conspiracies also have, has to do with jails, incarcerations, um, yeah, and collective, like, you know, secrets, because 8th house is, is... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. No, 8th house is self-secrets, and then the 12th house is, like, collective secrets. Okay, and then the Russian Black Moon Lilith is in their first house, in Ukraine's first house. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so... Basically, they're basically they're basically trying to take control over uh, the the people and the actions of Ukraine. So with Black Moon Lilith being there, you know, because Black Moon Lilith and Capricorn again is always going to be brutality to seize control. But in this aspect, uh, Russia wants to basically put the cap on Ukraine because of Ukraine's bullshit. So yeah, and I think that comes that's kind of like similar to. How we were making the correlation with um, the British monarch to to the United States, you know, revolutionaries. Um, the USSR knows very well what brutality looks like, what control, tyrannical control looks like, and you know, Putin obviously was involved in in the old USSR before it collapsed. So, and I have that chart as well. So he kind of again that kind of goes over his his uh, evolution and his growth through his shadow work we were talking about. That he's kind of seen the error in his ways and being destructive and that he should apply himself to something good for Russia. So he sees the the chaos and the destruction and the genocide, quote-unquote, going on in Ukraine. And he's almost vicariously living through it because his own, his own country uh, mirrored that kind of thing just centuries ago. Not even centuries ago. Like, it would have been, like, within a hundred years ago. Yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm looking at this black moon Lilith and the for some reason I'm stuck on it because I'm seeing where Ukraine 
keeps it all hidden where you don't see it happening. Yeah. Russia's coming in and saying, you're going to see it and we're going to be in your face because it's on the ascendant. So Russia's presenting itself as, I'm going to take it down. Yeah. Yep. Because it's very close to that Saturn, too, for the Ukraine. So right. the North Node, I mean, I don't know if I have the time right, but the North Node is right up conjunct the ascendant in the Ukraine chart. So that's another one, too. It's It's almost like... It's kind of meant for Russia to do what they're doing at this point in time, astrologically speaking. Right. Yeah. I, I do I do really think that, um, in a way, um, this being history in the making, and we're technically almost at, the, at, at we're at a Saturn Saturn return cycle for the, the collapse of the USSR, right? So yep. the USSR collapsed, so Saturn's coming back and testing Russia, and basically saying, hey, you need to clean up the mess that you made 30 years ago. So I think that karmatically that's what's going on right now. So so it's not just Putin coming in and trying to save the Russians that are in eastern Ukraine. I think just karmatically and synchronistic-wise, this is the moment for the USSR to clean up what it started and to make amends for its past misdeeds. Yeah. I and, agree with you. And unfortunately, the rest of the world has uh, turned into, quote-unquote... The bad guys, while Russia has, you know, gone through darkness and come out the other side of the light and is trying to do the right thing and the whole world's, like, it's the Wonderland effect where instead of, like, there being the greater good, it's not the greater good anymore. It's, like, one good plus the greater bad. Yeah. It's just crazy. Then, yeah, it is. And then I'm looking at this, too, because what's interesting is I'm seeing... I'm seeing two different, a lot, two different placements point straight into one direction. You've got the moon, the Ukrainian moon, which is, I'm not going to say directly opposing, but it almost could be to their stellium in Leo. Yes, and no, it's it close. Point straight into the MC. And to me, the MC is the stage. It's you on your stage. Right. And all the emotion, everything is, is everything with Ukraine is always projected on the world stage. Right. And it's, to me, it's always made seem based on how that aspect is, like, it's it's very skewed what they're putting out there. You're not getting a clear, you're, you're always getting bad news out of the Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. The hardships are always coming out of the Ukraine. There's nothing that I see that's positive that's coming out in the world stage that often. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, uh, also, uh, a side note, too. The Transpluto... I know you don't use Transpluto, so I'll mention it. Transpluto is oh, actually at 20, 20 degrees, uh, 22 degrees of uh, Leo. So it's actually exactly opposite of that 22 degree um, moon for Aquarius. For the wow. Ukraine chart. Yeah. So yeah. it activates that whole stellum. I mean, it's within orb still anyway. But yeah, the Transpluto is exactly opposite of that. So... Basically, the trauma that's being inflicted on the Ukrainian citizens and the people who live there uh, is going to transform the 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 country or uh, the people there in general over time. So, I mean, that's yeah. pretty indicative of what's going on right now. But um, let me see. What other charts did I have? Huh. And then Transit Pluto, I mean Transit Saturn, I'm sorry, right now is at 18. Let me go back to that chart. Here we go. No, which chart was it? Here it is. It's opposing Chiron for both countries. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because Chiron is in, let's see. For Russia, it's at 8 Leo. 
and for Ukraine, it's three Leo. And gotcha. Saturn is sitting at 18. So it's, it's, it's out of that orb of conjunction, but the way that I see it, it's already passed through that spot, so we're, we're seeing the energy now. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I, I usually give like a 10 orb rule, um, unless it's Black Moon Lilith, it's only three. Um, yeah. So as long as it's within 10 degrees. And also, too, like I used to, I, I use medieval uh, techniques a lot for predicting stuff. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. they've been using it for centuries, so it's legit. Um, yeah. They actually uh, don't really, they couldn't focus like on the actual degrees. As long as it, it was within sign, it still could theoretically be within aspect. So, I mean, that's, that's how I perceive it myself when I read a chart. Because to me, once the planet has entered that sign, that energy is within that sign. Exactly. You'll feel it stronger in the exact conjunction when it applies and separates. Yes. But the energy can still linger there for a long time. Exactly, exactly, and yeah. that's just my personal experience when I've witnessed the transits unfold in my life. Oh, yeah. No, that that's universal, how that goes. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing as, like, the progressive deacons kind of thing. Like, you start to kind of feel it. Then it like it's like a climax. Then then it like boom blows up in your face, and then it kind of like deescalates. It's a yeah. pro- it's the progression. I mean, that's how it all works everywhere. So it just yeah. depends on. Everybody always thinks that like the Big Bang is a thing, or like events happen the day of, and that that's not how it works. There's always yeah. like you know action to reaction, and there's always things that influence events, and it yeah. gradually builds up. That's the whole concept with the trans Pluto point as well. So you yeah. Know. But uh, I was. Well, that's how I see it with with retrogrades. Like once the way the way that I perceive it, when we're in a shadow period of any kind of retrograde, we're seeing a preview of what's going to go on. It's like the universe is kind of throwing you that little breadcrumb, saying, "Hey, this is what may come up." And yeah. And once the retrograde hits, bam, there it is. Yeah, it's the pre. It's the pregame. It. Yeah, pregame, yeah. and then the game, and then. And then postgame. Yep, exactly. Where you apply the lessons, and it's did you learn? Yep, and sometimes people still don't. <laughs> but, um, I have a, the last chart I have that we haven't discussed is Ukraine and the invasion of Ukraine by wheel. So I put Ukraine on the inside, and then I put the invasion of Ukraine on the outside. So this is kind of just giving an idea of what's going to happen to Ukraine as a result of the invasion going on. So let's see. Uh, Saturn is, is, is exactly conjunct. Uh, for the invasion with the moon in in Aquarius for Ukraine. So basically what this says is that this invasion is going to stop the abuse of the the government to the Ukrainian citizens, which is great news. Um, it's also going to weaken or violate the the actual Ukraine government in some way. It's Kiron in their second house for this. Um also, Black Moon Lilith and Gemini in the fifth house means that there's going to be some sort of information that that is leaked or or um, uh, obtained via this Ukrainian invasion or whatever whatever Putin calls it, this military operation that will then be at the disposal of Putin and Russia. Also, Trans Pluto's in the seventh house, uh, basically saying that it's going to change entirely. Um, the dynamic of the country and everybody involved in that. The MC for the invasion is in Libra, so that emphasizes like justice and balance. And then, uh, yeah, then we have Mars and Venus and Pluto in the twelfth house. So, uh, a conspiracy. 
basically uh, motivated to control a conspiracy um, for some sort of power grab, either financially or um, basically taking advantage of people. Because we know that Ukraine is is uh, known for you know human trafficking, sex trafficking, you know taking advantage of any resources there. Obviously, there's bio labs. Who knows what else is going on there? I mean, I wouldn't be. Yeah, there's, there's just going to be secrets exposed. That's how I see it. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be huge. Like especially. There's no doubt. Yeah. So when that that uh, Neptune and Jupiter go retrograde later this year, that's when all this shit's gonna hit the fan. And it's gonna be all publicized. So. Yeah. I'm excited to see how that's gonna go. <laughs> I mean, I am too. And some people are like, "How could you be so excited about an event like this?" It's not that I'm excited about it. It's just when you see this unfold real time and you see how everything impacts the planets and the movements of the planets it's like okay you're seeing a game being played you're seeing the game of chess be played and and for us to be able to get a glimpse of it and be able to say okay this is what we think is going to happen right and then you see it happen it's like okay it's just the rush it's just, yeah, it is. just it's a big rush yeah and then it, these are huge this is this is huge for not just ukraine but like the Pluto, Pluto and Capricorn too. Um, if if I remember right, that um, I don't know how much you know about this, but every single planet is supposed to have a perihelium. Where what that means is there's supposed to be a node for each planet. So you know how like we have the North Node and the South Node. Yeah. There's a node for each planet too. It gets really extensive. Huh. And, and so the the perihelium, which is the South Node for Pluto, is in the sign of Capricorn. So. When we look at the nodes as an evolutionary thing, the north node is supposed to be, you know, the progression. And then the yeah. south node is supposed to be, like, your your creature habits, your past, like, digging deeper. Which you're comfortable with, yeah. Right, so Pluto is in it, the petrohelium for its south node right now. So when Pluto and Capricorn is, 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 when Pluto is in Capricorn, it's basically on Pluto's south node. So we're, we're basically digging up and, and experiencing... Like the most darkest power grabs of humanity, of of tyrannical stuff. Like this is is as uh, comfortable as Pluto gets with all of its you know negative shadow kind of associations. Yeah, so it's, it's we're all we're all the the entire collective. It's having to face its shadow. In yeah, every sense of the word. Like we're re like it's it's this is us facing everything, and it goes back to the seven. I mean, it goes back way in time because when you think about it and this is a topic that not many people talk about slavery is one of them mm -hmm. that's been going on for gener I mean millions I mean, many years not oh millions, yeah but many many years yeah since you know, since human existence i think yeah based as well you know uh, racism and all that and that that's that's also reports that are coming out of i don't know if it was the mainstream they reported it or russian news but they're not letting um africans leave that region and there's a lot of stuff going on that, you know, we just, we are all healing whatever it is that we've been through as a collective all these years. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's just crazy. So, I mean, I mean, Pluto being in Capricorn, when you look back historically, like to all kinds of events throughout human history, uh, that's, that's when there's like been huge, like changes, like that changed the entire course of human civilization. Oh Yeah. And that's exactly what we're going through right now. Like, I mean, I know that, you know, every day can be his, a historical moment, but this we're living in a really pivotal time right now. And it's just, oh, my God, it's just wild. Um, it is. It is. It is. 
I thought we were living history back in 2001. I'm like, okay, we're done with this after 9-11. No, we've been in it since then. Yeah, and, and uh, also think about it, too. Um, Eris takes, like... I think Eris, like, takes, like... I can't remember the exact time frame, but it takes hundreds and hundreds of years to change just a sign. Yes. So, so we have Eris, which causes a lot of this chaos, squaring Pluto during all this. And then not to oh mention we had we had that Uranus-Pluto square happening a couple years ago, which we're yeah. still feeling the aftermath of that. There are some yeah. people, including myself, that have also said that, you know, the Uranus-Pluto square was supposed to be the correlation with, uh, with like, um, revelations. So I'm not saying revelations will generally happen, but it's kind of symbolic. But, like, the quote-unquote end of, end of the world as we know it kind of thing is yes, definitely ongoing. And Pluto, obviously, you know, it's still in the sign that it was when... When it squared Uranus, so it's still got that energy going on when it aspects other things. So as it aspects Eris, uh, it's almost re-triggering that Uranus-Pluto square. So it's yeah. just like, it's just so crazy. Like, you know, people who come out of this, like, they should be blessed. Because it, it's a really destructive time right now. It is. That's why, you know, you've said it, I've said it. Now's the time to get yourselves prepared. Yeah, and, you know, there's some fear-mongering going on. I think you posted something on Facebook about some guy saying how, how bad and tumultuous some of the aspects are going to be. I, yes. I, I I agree to an extent that, yes, there will be some pretty crazy things going on, but it's not the time to scare people about it. You just have to say, shit's going to get real, real fast, guys, and you better be ready. Yeah. better be ready. I mean, no joke, I've got a massive garden that I'm trying to get together. And that's literally where I put all my time when I'm not working. If I'm not studying astrology, that's what I'm doing outside in my yard. Right. Getting myself prepared because if it does, which I kind of feel and I have been feeling it for a while, it's going to happen. You know, we're going to have to rely on each other to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, you know, the the collapse is inevitable. Um, and, and that goes back to... People being self-reliant and self-sufficient, you know, follow yeah. Ru Russia's lead with that. You know, Trump was doing the right thing with that. And, you know, either people are going to catch on quicker and start being self-reliant, or they're going to learn the really hard way that they have to. And yeah. just like that meme I keep sharing where, uh, you know, g good times create weak men. We are, yeah. we are at, we the good times I have to say was like the late nineties going into the, the early two thousands. And now yeah. we're, we're at the stage where everything is, is just deteriorating and we're all weak and nobody, weak, yeah. yep. So it's going to get hard for like the next decade or two. It's going to be hard. Yeah. And then it's going to restart that cycle where we're going to have to make strong men, strong women yep. for the future. Yep, for sure. So Cause he, yeah, because even my kids tell me I don't trust the government. Good for and them. My kids are young, you know. Good for them. <laughs> and I mean, I think that that this generation of kids, based on what they've been seeing and witnessing in the world, and seeing the sacrifices that their parents have had to make, and everything that we are going to deal with as we get older and we retire, it's going to teach our kids to have backbone and to do for themselves. Yeah, and that's the best gift we can give our kids right now. Exactly. Right. Well, on that note, we'll we'll go we'll go ahead and uh, wrap this up here. I'm sure we'll be back. Well, I know we'll be back next month with some more eventful stuff. 
That's uh, this will oh, probably yeah. just lead on to this and talk about some more transits uh, correlating with this because this Jupiter Neptune conjunction is going to be a huge thing for the rest of the year, and there's going to be other aspects that'll play into it that will you know unravel this uh, this hot mess even more. The rabbit hole goes deeper. <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, we will. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time.